Hey, welcome back to God's Glory and Men's Real Stories. I'm your host, Robert Moore III. I'm excited that you would join us today for another great episode. And if you're new to this community, I want you to know that you matter here and your story matters no matter what chapter you're in. So today, I want you to sit back with a community that cares about you and hopes that you feel God's love as well as see God's glory in men's real stories. My special guest today is a brother I met through his wife who initially came to me and said, I would love to join you on your podcast to talk about my journey. Now, as much as God knew I wanted this to be just that, a podcast of men and women's stories, he was adamant about my calling into men's lives as I now understand how much men need to hold space and walk alongside one another. So with that said, I'm excited to sit down with her husband today and want to welcome Robbie Bunsey to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad to actually sit across from a person who who walked in my door and was like, "Dude, I have no idea what we're talking about today." And I was like, "Awesome." Yes, yeah. that's, that's perfect. Yeah, first first podcast. I have no idea where we're going with this, <laughs> but I'm open to it. We'll step into uh, what God's called us to do and awesome. go from no, there. That's that's great. That's great. Well, well, let's start off with letting you introduce yourself to everybody. Sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, Robbie. Um, I have, like you mentioned, my wife, a beautiful wife who I love very much. I have four wonderful kids. Um, most, most of the time, wonderful. Um, and, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we live here in, in well, Waxhaw, close to Charlotte. Um, been here. I've been in the area for almost my entire life. So I'm, I've seen it all kind of blow up over right, the years and right. uh but uh yeah it's great to be here yeah no i'm i'm glad to have you here i'm glad i i, I love nothing more than when a person walk, walks in and says i have no idea what we're talking about because at that point i know that god is going to work through the conversation to say hey look this is what you're talking about because there are so many times i remember back then i used to keep an ipad here and i used to have like little questions just in case the person got quiet on me i could be like okay like run to right. it and now it's just like you know what, God? That was kind of like a, that was my crutch that I had in place mm. just in case you didn't step in to save the day. So now it's more like, you know what, God? I'm giving the conversations over to you. I know that in these these moments, that's where God can kind of say, you know what? There's something that actually I want to reach somebody through. But you know what, though? I'm actually going to soften his heart in a, in a way to where he surrenders that over to somebody or they surrender that over or they talk about this topic because... I know in those moments, not only does it create a space where it, it kind of heals a piece of us, but it, it heals another guy who everything that you just said resonates with them. Oh, yeah. Manner. And, and so I I've, I realize that's, that's so powerful. We, we we really need that in these areas. So. um, So, yeah. So like with that said, like I, you know, I want to I want to kind of give you the floor. I love to create that space where it's like, hey, look, I'd love to give you the floor to kind of like, um. Maybe talk about some of the things that you feel you you that have been on your heart lately. Um, that have kind of maybe whether it may have felt like a weight on you, or maybe it was something mm. that you recognize was just like, hey, look, I'm so glad to have gotten through that storm. Like that storm, I didn't know if I had it in me, but that storm kind of seemed like one that was a lot worse than the other ones, and that I didn't know if I'd make it through that saying. I didn't know if I would make it through that the same way when I walked as I walked into it, knowing that I didn't know what God had on the other side of it. Wow. So I, I would say as you were talking, I had like a million things going through my head, um, different experiences and some of the things we touched on, but even before we started, um, but the first thing that's popping in my mind is, uh, you know, the, 
I, I guess I'll jump to kind of the power of a, a testimony and, and uh, how, how important that is for men uh, to experience because I feel like uh, at least me and and I, I assume most men probably you know were brought up to kind of hold things in you know pull up your bootstraps move on and um, don't feel like you have permission to you know feel those things or have those vulnerabilities and you know when somebody gives a testimony especially in a you know a men's group or you know just here you know one on one and they open up it gives that other person kind of that permission to reach in and yeah. feel those things and the 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 uh, it's okay i can i can i can talk about this i can right. i can feel that um so i i think that's one of the things that just jumped in my head um you know if you're talking personal stories i've i've got a bunch um you know that i could probably look at in terms of those storms um you know, the one I think, and we, we touched on this as well, that um, has been hitting in my head for you know, the past, I think, 24 hours, just kind of multiple, you know, uh, coincidences, we'll say, uh, right. which, we, which we know there aren't any of right. those. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, is, um, you know, I, I went through a time where I lost my mom in 2019. And, you know, we had kind of a, a um, I wouldn't say a bad relationship. We had a, we had a good relationship. I loved her very much. Uh, but there were, you know, growing up, there was, you know, things that, you know, weren't always perfect. Um, and she, uh, you know, not going to go through the whole story, but, um, in 2019, she was in a, in a bad place. Um, and, you know, very depressed had kind of, uh, put herself up kind of away from everyone else. And, and, uh, she had a bit previous been a cancer survivor and had and it just done a toll on her body and eventually um, this took a toll and she had to go to the hospital and she was in the hospital for a couple months and so we were there you know every day um, you know Thanksgiving through Christmas and the holidays and away from family trying to make sure she was okay and and um, again I'm not gonna go through the whole thing but fast forward she she got better and you know she got home. And she was fine. She was having patient and care. And um, it was my turn to go pick her up from the hospital. And I got there, and she wasn't answering her phone, which wasn't, you know, out of, out of the norm. Um, but she wasn't answering the doors when I got there. I had to bust in. I looked all over the house. I couldn't find her. And then I found her on the floor. And... I, you know, I had to call 911. They wanted me to administer CPR. I knew she was already gone, but I had to do it anyways, um, which was a horrifying experience. Um, and, um, you know, that was something pretty difficult to go through. And that wasn't the worst of it. Uh, the worst of it was after that, after we got through her passing and you know the funeral and everything else, I found myself feeling nothing. Mm. And it wasn't a feeling of anger, of sadness. It was a feeling of emptiness. And I couldn't be there for my family. I couldn't be close to my wife. I told her, 
you know, she would ask me what's wrong. I remember telling her one time that I'd lost my joy. Mm. And, uh, it went on like that for a little while. Um, and I couldn't put my finger on what it was. You know, I just like, it's weird. You know, it's, it's really indescribable when you just don't feel anything. Right. Um, and you just kind of go into the motions. Um, and it went on for a little while, and I prayed, and I prayed, and, you know, look, one of the things I really believe in is um, that there are miracles that do happen, and that you have to recognize them. You know, they're all around you. Right. Uh, but we choose to kind of not recognize them. Right, right. And, you know, there were a couple miracles, well, actually, there was a lot that I would say, you know, maybe not by the standard definition of a miracle, but for me, they were. One was that... I got my joy back suddenly. I was in church, and uh, we were, you know, in worship, and I had been praying, and I was praying, and, I mean, it hit me like a bolt of lightning, and it just came back. And I and I remember grabbing Kelsey and telling her, I was like, my joy's back, my joy's back. Right. Um, and it was, it was just an amazing feeling. And then as I kind of looked back at everything I had happened, um, I saw some other things happen. And you see, my mom was in a really bad place for a really long time. She didn't feel loved. She felt very, she was in deep depression, um, abusing alcohol. And that's ultimately with, you know, her medical conditions and that compounded is what led to, you know, her ultimate uh, death. But there was a moment after she had gotten back from the hospital, um, where I was at her house and I was sitting with her and she, she looked at me and she said, I, I can't believe uh, how wrong I was. You guys were with me day in and day out through the hospital. I'm so loved. I'm so, I'm so loved and I, I can't believe I didn't see that and didn't recognize that. It wasn't too long after that that she died and I, I look back and I, I honestly believe that God kept her alive just long enough because she, she was not in a good place when she went to the hospital. Right. And the doctors came out many times and told us, like, this isn't good, this isn't good. At any given time while she was there, she should have passed. But it's like almost, it's like he kept her alive long enough to that she could realize that she was loved before she had to go. So I, I look at that and I say, hey, man, that's a... That's a miracle, right? That that happened, right? Right. Sometimes, and it's crazy how sometimes it's not necessarily a miracle that that we we look at as like, wow, that was a blessing to me. But sometimes we're experiencing a miracle through another person, yeah. That 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 blesses us in a way of like, I'm glad she experienced that because there are a lot of us who who do walk through life kind of like with that that yeah. chip on our shoulder of. I don't feel loved. I don't feel it. And we don't recognize it, even if it's right in front of right us. Right in front of us, right. And it was like, that was the biggest blessing, I think, is for her to have experienced that and to have felt that. Um, and for me to be able to hear her say it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not just that she got to experience it, but I got to witness it. Right. Um, so that was, that was awesome. And then, you know, I told you I was in a bad place for a little while and then it came back. And then, and I can't remember all the sequence of events, but because <laughs> it's been a while. 
but you know, I, we, I have four kids, three, right. three boys. And, and uh, that's a whole other story and probably why Kelsey wanted to tell you her journey. <laughs> right, um, right. But uh, our fourth is a, is a baby girl, and she's, uh, you know, beautiful. But we were never planning on having another child. And if you want to think of something really crazy, she was conceived the night my mom died. Wait, what? She was conceived the night my mom died. We traced it back. And let me tell you, if God wanted to put something in your path to make you believe that he was there for you and bringing you back from that dark place, I, words can't describe it. Right. And so, yeah, it's kind of, it, it's crazy. Wow. So, so wait, you're, you're, so you said that when your mom died, it kind of left a, a serious strain on you. It kind of like took everything out of you, almost like you felt like you were numb. Yeah. And in that same day, your daughter was born? The same day she passed, my daughter was conceived. Was conceived, okay. Yeah, so nine months later, oh, she it. was born. Okay, okay. I totally Which was, it. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Okay, mind blown. So my, yeah, so my mom passed. Nine months later, I have a baby girl to take care of. Wow. Entered my life. Wow. That's you're right. Yeah, that's unreal. That is it, wow. And the, like I said, you know, you know, there are no coincidences, right? Nah, uh, I've I've totally learned. Like matter of fact, there they got to a point where there were so many coincidences in my life. I remember somebody telling me, you know, that's God in disguise. That's and he right. loves to do that, and it's almost like him winking at you because I started to experience things. Even like the conversation we had right before we started here, where it was like, okay, like what's the chances that I would actually just out of the blue start talking about something? that you literally had just felt like people had kept hitting on it. Like people kept hitting on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like four different people within an eight-hour period. Wow. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I need to uh, yeah. Yeah. talk about it because you're obviously hitting it over my head over and over again. Right, so, right, right. So let's, let's do it. No, that's awesome. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you shared that because what, what, what actually sparked the conversations that we were talking about, like sometimes – the relationships we have with their moms. Mm. Um, um, as men, you know, normally we, we all remember the relationships we have with our dads if we had dads in our lives. Um, but the relationships we have with our moms is completely different because it was the one that we went to a lot of times for the affection that we needed. That's right. Uh, she's the one that we went to when we when, if we fell down and we really seriously hurt ourselves, we knew not to go to dad. Right, right. We knew if anything else, he was going to pour alcohol on it, Benadryl on it, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> you're you're fine. Right. Like, and I do that to my kids, unfortunately. I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. And it's like, but you know that mom has that way of like kind of letting you know that it's okay that you want to cry right now. Right. It's okay that you may not feel up to continuing or completing. And even though as men, we step back and we're like, no, he's got to finish this out. A lot of times moms almost give the boys permission, us men permission to say it's okay to not be okay right now. It's okay to be hurting right now. It's okay to, to say that that truly hurt instead of just kind of like try to hide it behind a stern, stoic face. Mm. Um, and I've learned that like there there is an importance in having that balance because a lot of times when you don't have that balance, you grow up to feel like I, I have to push through. I have to be strong. Everybody in my life told me that I don't have permission to cry, 
that I have to be a man. Yeah. That I have to be strong. And so when you don't get that permission and you kind of go through life, not that you're looking for it, but you don't realize that you needed it all this time to actually say, I'm tired. Like, yeah. And, and it's okay. You, you're tired. Go take a nap. Like, like, like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't get that enough from, from, from maybe the, the male figures in our life because it was a, like a, well, you can sleep when I sleep and I'll sleep when I'm tired and when I'm done with the day and we're going to work through the day. And it's like, okay, all right, we got to earn our keep here. We got to work. We got to make the money. And it's like, we got to earn our, our worth. And those were things that echoed in my head of like, wow. Okay. Um, all right. Well, when, when do I finally earn my worth? Hmm. Mm. Like, when does that day come? And but like a lot of times, you, 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 sometimes we don't we don't ever find that day. We don't we don't we don't ever get that day. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, depending on how you're brought up, you know, it's kind of like you know, toughen up, but you pull up a bit by your bootstraps, right, mm -hmm. and move on. And then it also, you know, I think a lot of us are you know kind of brought up with a you know competitive you know style. Um, and, and it's it's good to be competitive, but it's almost to a point where, you know, I, I need to compete with everything, and I need to be tough, and I need to keep moving, I keep accomplishing this, I can accomplish that, I need to accomplish that, and it's like, man, you know, for a while there, that can be even productive and constructive, right? But if that's the only thing, you know, you learn, or at least I've learned, that you can accomplish a lot, and what the world would consider, you know, accomplishments, but yeah. There's not anything at the end, right? Like right. it's it's very empty. It's very empty. Yeah. And so, what are the things that you really value? Um, and and look, I I struggle with this all the time. Like you know, I, I think you know, even you were talking about earlier, you know, seeing the blessings and, and having them right in front of you, and not even recognizing them. Right? How many of us do that? Mm. Like you know, we we're so busy competing or trying to uh, do better do better, do better, we're not even recognizing what's right in front of our face. Right. Like, look at all these blessings that I have. Like, You're right. No, and, 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 and it, it's, okay, so I've recently contributed maybe some of the ones that I personally overlooked to the fact that I had an expectation of how I was expecting the blessing to look. Oh, yeah. And when it, when, when I'm, when I'm waiting for, um, a certain thing to show up in a certain color or a certain manner or whatever the case may be, then I'm overlooking the blessing that's right in front of me that God said, I need it this way, mm. according to my will. And, and, and it's my way, right? It's not your way. It's my plan, right? It's right. not your plan. And so it's almost like a way of him checking us to say, if it's, if it's my will and it's my plan, then this is the death. This is, this is the vehicle we're going to get there in. This is the way we're going to get there. Yeah. And it's oftentimes uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So, yeah. yeah yes. Un uncomfortable is an understatement because you've already kind of set your taste up. Your taste yeah. runs up. Well, I, I want to do it this way. This <laughs> right? is the this is easy for me. This right. makes sense to me. And it's like, no, no, no. You needed to go do it this way. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to step into that. Right. That, right. That's you know, that's not, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel good. It does, it's not comfortable. Lane. Right, right. right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have the qualifications for that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. And, and, and basically all we're saying, like you said, is this, it's discomfort. 
It's it's something that is unknown. It's something that we don't want to do be, a, a lot of times because it doesn't give us that warm and fuzzy feeling like what our expectations look like. Yeah. I That would have gave me, like, I would have loved that. And it's like, God's like, yeah, but you're going to love what happens doing it this way. Yeah. I mean, how many times, if you look back, could you say that the some of the biggest blessings you got were not because of the way, what you planned, was because of uh, it went a certain way that you weren't expecting and you got the benefit from it. Mm. You know, like if you kind of look back in your life and you just look at the times that like, how you even got where you are, was that what you planned? Right. Ooh, no, I couldn't have even wrote a story that good. <laughs> no, no. And I, and I tell my kids sometimes, I'm like, thank God that I'm not limited by my imagination. Right. Right. Because it would be so small. Right. Right. I mean, like I would have, and you know what? I had a conversation with a guy recently where he said, you know, I was just wanting to get off this block. I never thought I would be outside of the city that I grew up in, outside of the neighborhood. I literally went from what I just, I just wanted a little, my, my imagination took me as far as what I saw in my community. But now literally God had more in plan for me. He had more, he had more written out for me, but he wanted to see how much I would trust him as I moved forward, as I mm. stepped outside of my neighborhood, as I stepped outside of my community to see what he could do in other areas not only through my life, but through other people's lives of where I've interacted with people who have opened up doors for me that are like, okay, wait, like, what's the catch? Like, like I, I, I was good just last month when I hit that milestone or that goal that I had for myself, but you're telling me you want to open up this door for me? Like, that wasn't in my, I yeah. didn't see that. And that's just that that type of stuff sometimes just blows my mind. Like I'm like, wait, like, God, you you have a whole different imagination of what you want, what you're trying to do if we trust you. It's just a lot of times we trust what we feel like we can get in our own strength. Yeah. I and that is as you're saying that too, I'm thinking to myself, like, how many of those things are even I wanna say obvious? Mm. Like Things that you know you should do, but you choose not to. Mm. Going back to the comfort thing, right? Like, yeah. I think there's a lot about uh, God and what we, we're, we, we hear that makes a lot of sense to us. Mm. But we can't reconcile it to put it into practice. Mm. Okay. Uh, so... So, yeah, I, th I think about, I don't know, I was, I, there's a bunch of scenarios running through my head when you said it, but, you know, I think, um, we, and we kind of touched on this as well earlier, um, as a father, so for the folks that are fathers out there, you know, when, when you're first born, was born and you've held him for the first time, I know for me, and I've talked with others, that something just clicks, mm, yeah. you know, something in you changes, um, and you know, when you look at your children, like you're not always happy with them, hmm. but you always love them. Right. And that's an that's an easy thing for you to understand. Having that that bond, that there is a father in heaven that loves you no matter what. Right. There's nothing you can do. Right. Right. To him, not love you less or more. Right. So that's something that you can understand. But yet, it's very hard. I think. It, for some, including myself, to always believe that with our Father in Heaven. Mm. 
And so knowing yeah. it, knowing it, and believing it enough to, to put it in practice is, is can be two different things. Yeah, no, that's so true. And, and you know, it, from, from the other side of the coin sometimes, I've always looked at it from a standpoint of like, I, I've had this thing where out of sight, out of mind, and, mm. and not having a father to grow up with, you know, to, to then be told, well, your heavenly father wants a relationship with you. Um, but I don't see him just like I don't see my father. It it made it really hard to try to understand how I could have a relationship with somebody who who I couldn't see in the stands at my games, yeah. who I couldn't see in the stand at my graduation, and and know that they're struggling with things that I can't do anything about, but I need them just as much as they may feel the need to want to fill their life with other things that, that they're still trying to get a grip on. And it, it was always hard to say, yeah, I want, I want to trust a God who I've never seen, who I, I don't recognize how he's shown up in my life. But yeah, I'll just, you know, yeah, I just want that relationship with him. Yeah. That, that's hard to reconcile not having someone there and then being told that there's, you know, this ultimate, love that's like a complete polar opposite right and such a big gap to fill right i mean between the two i i yeah i, I can't relate i can't imagine yeah and, and you know it's it's funny because i say all that never truly opening up my heart to experience him and his love until i did mm. and it's it is crazy how like when I try to describe it to people, you know, and I, and, 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 I, and I describe this from a standpoint of like, this isn't like some old relationship, you know, um, you know, my story kind of plays in that I really got back into a relationship with God in 2021 or actually 2022, at the end of 2021, 2022, when I got to a place where I surrendered and wanted to see what he could do in someone who was broken and done. And I remember the first thing he did was he poured his love on me to where it was like, I didn't feel like I was deserving of that love. Because like you said, you know, as a father, it does, it kind of flips a switch where you have a love for a person that you want to do whatever it takes to care for that person, to provide for that person. Right. And you know the love you've given, but a lot of times we've never received that love that we feel for that person. And so we're going off instinct of like, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna give you everything I was never given. And I don't know what that looks like, but I'm going to give it to you. Well, it's, and it's based off of humans and, and human behavior. And yeah. We're not capable of that level of, you know, forgiveness. Right, right. And, and so it's really hard to comprehend. And I, and. Yeah, I think to you said you said you know you were at a point where you were broken, and I I think you know just like men have a hard time being vulnerable, you know, and and being taught not to to be strong. Um, I think there's also the aspect of that shame, and you know the things that you've done in your life that along the way, you know, you know you've done maybe some things that weren't great, right? And you are judging yourself, right? And so it's like, yeah it's hard for me to believe that this ultimate being is going to be able to forgive me and love me because I can't forgive I can't. Mm, myself. There it is. Yeah. No, no.
know, and, and you're and you're right. That's that's exactly how you tell yourself. Like you couldn't love me more than I could love myself, and I don't forgive me. So right. why would you forgive me? And 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 that's a heavy weight, like because it's yeah. like it, to realize that. I think this is the one that really hit me the hardest. Not only do you forgive me, but you don't see me the way I continue to fester on the things that I've done. Like you don't yeah. hold that weight. Exactly. Just like you as a father wouldn't hold that weight against your kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, I mean, it's not the same. I mean, obviously God's love for us is more uh, than we yeah, can, uh, yeah. but there are parallels there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I think you're right. And, at, and, uh, and, and I'll give a shout out because I have an awesome men's group and, and they, they provide a lot of great insights. There's some really great men in that. Um, but they brought up this this aspect of, you know, shame and, and, and carrying that and that, you know, that's one of the things that you have to kind of free yourself of. Mm-hmm. Because as long as you're carrying that with you, you're putting like a blocker, mm-hmm. you know, in between you yeah. and God. Yeah. And you're not letting yourself become what you were meant to be. Right. So it's, you know, you've got, and that's not easy. And I think we all go through seasons where it's, you know, easier and harder, right? Right. Um, but that, you got to remember that he doesn't care. Right. It, it's in the past. Let it go. Become what you were meant to be through him. Right, right, right. right. And I love how you just gave a shout out because, you know what, I, I, I want to say that there are those times where we go through those storms that sometimes we fail to remember what he's done previously in our past. And, and, and it's in those, those, those communities we have, those men's groups absolutely that, that truly pick us up and encourage us and walk alongside us to say, look, listen to me. I, I get it. You're going through a storm. I was just in last month and I'm here to tell you that, you know what? He'll see you through that. They encourage you. They remind you where to focus, where to see, how to seek God, even in the midst of the storm. And, and I always use the analogy of like, I love when people or even myself sometimes can regulate how I'm feeling to calm down. And in the midst of everything going crazy, I can go and sit back in the back of the boat with God and just say, you know what? If you're not worried, then why am I worried with the storm that's going on right now? Oh, man. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm, I'm going to sit back because there's something you know that I don't know that I should just sit back and wait and see what you're going to do in the midst of this. And so that that just those men's groups, those those men pouring into other men, you know, I, I will say that I my, my men's group, and I'm in a couple of them, I, I, I love those communities. I, yeah. I, I love those men. I appreciate what they have done for me. And I appreciate how they have held me accountable and how they've walked alongside me. And, and, and for any men who are listening, I will tell you, that that community of men is 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 important, not from a, a standpoint of judgment or shame, but from a standpoint of, yeah, I can't I can't judge you or shame you for what you're going through, and I'm carrying. Sometimes I've carried the same shame, the same guilt from the things I've done. So, in all of this, I can feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable with you guys to share what what I'm going through in this current season what happened in the last season, what I did that I'm just like, I can't believe I told you all that, but like, I, I, I can't believe I did that. That, that, like, I can't even look myself in the mirror at what I've done. And in the midst of all that, you guys tell me that he still forgives me. He'll, he'll still, he, he, he doesn't hold on to that. 
He doesn't continue to say, well, you got to make up for that. You got to, you know, that's going to cost you. Right. But he just, con he completely wipes that debt free, wipes me debt free and lets me know that he loves me even, even regardless of what happened, regardless of what I've done. Like, and that was pretty bad. Regardless, he still loves me. Yeah. And he doesn't hold that against me. And it's like, dude, I've, come on. I've never, there's no person on earth that's ever done that. There's, no. there's not a person. No. I mean, even, even the people who love us the most still sometimes remember or have those moments where we tr we re-trigger some of the things we've done where they're like, doing that again, huh? And it's like, wait a minute, I've done it before. Ah, of course, you, you've kept count. You, yeah. you remembered. <laughs> uh, how could I forget? But it's like God has a way of letting you know I, that's that's not you. That's not how I see you. And, and that's that's beautiful to me. I, that that right there just that was the part that just kind of like really changed my life to realize that wow why why have I never sat with a person who loves me more than I love myself yeah that's that was yeah that was that was huge that was wild and um yeah I don't know just change just changed the way I see things so you said that you you're you're a father of four boy or three boys three boys and a girl boy. yeah so what, what is it like? raising men in, in this in this society now and with with all that you know or all that you 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 continue to learn oh man um that's that's a that's a loaded question <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think look you know it's funny like you know i, I get a lot of comments being a, a father for like you know how do you how do you do it and all that kind of stuff and you know i i honestly you know, whether you're, you're a father of four, one, two, whatever, it, it's hard. Right. You know, I mean, there's there's no, you know, playbook that is going to show you the right way. You know, we're all trying to figure this out right. um, and most of the time stumbling through it. And, um, you know, and, and each of my kids are completely different. So, you know, what I did with one is, doesn't work with the other ones. Right. Um, so it's, it's constantly figuring the, them out as well. But... Um, you know, in terms of trying to raise them, you know, it's it's really important, you know, that, that we're trying to, Kelsey and I are trying to raise um, godly men and people that, um, you know, know him and know what we believe um, and hold that true, even in the face of, um, you know, adversity and, um, you know, the, the other, other things in the, in the world that are happening. Right. Um, and it's and it, it's it's a challenge, you know. Like right now, my kids are you know twelve, nine, six, and three, right? So I've got a you know a, a coming of age teenager, and and you know I am you know fearful and excited and probably more fearful than anything uh, of uh, of what's coming. And I'm I'm basing that off of my teenage years. My 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 twelve year olds a uh, hundred times better than I was at his age. Uh, so uh, I'm very uh, grateful for that right. um and it's funny because i never saw myself as a father at all like, oh wow i never saw myself as, as someone that could be that and going back to you know an undeserving kind of thing um i didn't uh, feel like i was a father figure or someone that was deserving at, at the very least and here i am you know a father of four and you know i couldn't imagine being anything else right um they are my life um 
and it's you know it, it's uh but yeah like we we just we just try to do the best we can um right and it's interesting uh, so i'm going to give a little bit of, of kelsey's journey because she did you know wanted to tell a little bit but um we had colton our oldest um and then we had a second pregnancy um and i had actually found kelsey on the floor um she had called me at work and, and i came home and she was on the floor and we had to rush her to the hospital and um they it was either going to be appendicitis or, or something wrong with the pregnancy and it was an exploratory surgery um she, they took her back uh, back there all through the night i didn't know what was going on um didn't know she was gonna live or die um and it turned out that it was an ectopic pregnancy. So the baby basically got you know, stuck in the, the fallopian tube and it ruptured. Um, and they had to do an emergency surgery to remove it. And, you know, she was left with, you know, only basically one fallopian tube, one, one side of her uh, reproductive system. And um, that, that was rough. That, that was really rough to get over that. And then also the, the chance of becoming pregnant again was very slim um we had we ended up getting pregnant again you know it was a roller coaster uh, you know throughout the pregnancy to make sure everything was okay um and then we had jackson and we actually named him as such because it means at least the way we, that spelled is god has shown favor um, um and so we, we we felt blessed that we had the opportunity after going through that to have a second child we were so grateful um, and then pregnant again, lost another one. Um, and that was, that was really hard. It took a toll on Kelsey. Um, but then lo and behold, God wasn't done and we had two more children. So when people ask like, why are you have so many? It's, it's a lot of it because if you'd known the journey, then you would know how blessed and grateful we are to have just another one, much less three more um and then again piper was a complete surprise and and miracle of it in its own right um but the you know the thing that i think that we took away from that that was really important that we learned after the, the first loss is um and again i, I it, more for kelsey i would say than me it's hard for a man to understand to grasp that kind of loss it hurts absolutely but you didn't carry it it wasn't with you like it's much more difficult for her and what we found is that it happens a lot like a lot it's it's just people don't talk about it right and that's another you know one of those things it's like you know it's not just men i guess uh that you know pull it by your bootstraps but right. it's almost like women feel ashamed that they have had lost this right. baby okay. and it's yeah. like as a man, like I'm looking in, I'm like, how silly is that? But I can't, again, I can't relate. I have no idea what that would be like. But she, and, and I, you know, also believe this as well, feel like more people should talk about it. Right, right. You know, because just like we men, you know, need maybe a, you know, men's group to be able to have the, feel like we have the permission to be, uh, feel or have a you know we can learn something from somebody else's testimony or be picked up i think though you know women need that as well yeah, to feel it. like hey it's not your fault it's okay right um and to have that support right right no and, it, and it's funny you say that because 
I was in a conversation not too long ago with a person who said, you know, you have to remember that a lot of women are brought up believing that their primary job is to is to give to give them men kids to 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 birth kids. Yeah. And so when you you can't do that or it doesn't work out, a lot of times that makes a woman feel the way we feel if we can't uh, bring bring something to the table. If we can't hunt, because all their worth is in that, and that's and, and that's how it's sold to them. Yeah, and, and a lot of times our worth is sold to us in a manner of like, if you can't bring something to the table, if you're not doing something to provide to this house, then what kind of man are you? Right. And so, like, we don't want to we don't want to be looked at, and we don't want to talk about that. Like, oh, well, you know, I've been out of work for like the past half a year, and I'm just, you know, like that's something that to a lot of men that there's a shame that they carry with that, and that. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I can't get over this hump and do this and, and perform, not only for my family, but I, how am I going to look if it gets outside the family and people start talking about me and, yeah, he's not really providing for his family. And it's like, how am I going to look as a man when, when I've always been taught that my worth is in what I can provide? And so, mm. yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely one that I think that men need to continue the conversation on, continue to talk about realizing that we've all gone through that season. I remember when my son was 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 first conceived, I had no job. Mm. And imagine going to um <clears throat> your your woman's parents' house. Oh to yeah. Te- yeah, to <laughs> tell <laughs> to tell them that um so yes, I, I look forward to having a child with your daughter. By the way, right now I'm out of work. Like that's not how that should go. Like yeah. you almost don't even want to bring that up. But I remember that it came up and I remember how I felt and it was just like I got to do something. I got to get I got to I got to do something. Like I don't know what they're thinking right now, but it doesn't feel good. And so I got to do something when I could have honestly been told, "Hey, look, you know what? You're going to do it and don't worry about it." It's, it's okay. Don't feel like you're less of a man because in this situation right now where you're preparing for your first child, you know, you don't even have the proper, you, you know, we're talking about how are you going to take care of her daughter but you and, and the baby she's carrying and you don't even have a job to do it. And it's like that, yeah, that can be hard. That, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's one of those stories where men need to talk about that more to say, you know what, it's okay. Right. You, you're still going to be a provider. And, and, and it doesn't make you less of a provider if she's working right now. And you're taking care of your things at home. You're at home preparing for it. You're you're doing the nesting stuff that 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 a lot of people like to contribute to women and just say, oh well, yeah, women go through a nesting phase. No, men can go through that as well. Yeah, we can sit. We can be sitting there dusting and and what's wrong with you? You okay? Because you've dusted that like three times now. <laughs> um, you know, you can never dust it enough. I mean, I don't want the baby to inhale dust. Like like so, it, it, it's important to kind of like break those stigmas of. Who's supposed to wear that or carry that or be that for the family to allow people to realize that we got a lot of strengths outside of just me being a hunter? You know, hey, look, I could be an awesome stay at home father, not stay at home mom, because it kills me when people say, hey, you're a stay at home mom. No, I'm a stay at home dad. No, I'm not one, but I'm just saying it's okay right. to be one. Right. So it's just, I, I feel like, you, like you said, those conversations are just as important as the ones that we have about all the other stuff we talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of these, uh, I feel like some of the stigmas too are self-imposed. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, you know, I feel like a lot of times we, we don't talk about it because, you know, we feel like we, we can't or we shouldn't, but no one else is saying that. 
Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's again that that guilt or that shame or whatever it's wherever it's coming from or originating from, but it's not necessarily reality. It's right. it's something that you maybe is self imposed. But the fact that it's, you know, widespread says something, right? It says yeah. it says that we're we're all kind of feeling that way. We're, we're, there many of us, you know, feel like we can't talk about this stuff. It's and interesting. I, and I also feel like it's 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 the conversations we have in our head that we start to have that we hear echoing, telling us how we shouldn't have that conversation. Think about what they're going to say. Think about what they're going to hear. Think about how they're going to perceive you. And a lot of time it keeps us from the healing we need in those conversations. But we constantly hear this echo of, an, of yeah. the enemy just telling us how, no, they're going to judge you. No, don't do that. Look at how you're going to look. Look at them. They have everything together. Don't you want to be perfect like them? And it's like, it's not the reality of things. They weren't, you know, you know, there, there's no such thing <clears throat> as perfect because I know a lot of people probably think, well, this guy's got to have it all figured out. He's got to be the perfect dad. He's got four kids. He's, he's got to figure this out. Maybe he can give me the manual. No. But it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, dude, look, dude, I know we make this look good and we step out the house, but if you could only have been in the house and we were getting ready, it, it wasn't as pretty as it looked. No, no, it it's, it's complete chaos. Um, <laughs> it's 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 canned chaos for sure. Um, and, it, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, I, I think when – you get that nudge where you need to talk about it or you need to share or let other people know it's okay, you know, and, and you feel that, you, you know, because of you're going to be judged or, you know, um, or you just don't want to, whatever that is, it, it may not be for you. Right. And, and I think that going back to, I think we maybe touched on it. The power of testimony is, and then being in a men's group, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't even happen a lot. Right, because we're still men, and I know that people are still holding things in. And I, myself included, have been in my men's group several times where I almost, you know, but I didn't. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I probably should have. Because when someone else shares and they become vulnerable, like it does give you that permission, and or it awakens something, you know, within you that takes you back like i could tell you a story um more recently i had a guy in our men's group and you know he he came you know let it out that he he had gone through a kind of a season recently and he was really struggling um and the, the way he articulated it was back to the feeling that i mentioned earlier when i lost my mom and i felt that nothingness like the, the detachedness or at least that's what it awoke in me mm-hmm. and you know that was something i had kind of buried you know put away um but it resurfaced it and then when it did it made me think of things a little differently and i went back after the, my men's group that morning and i went into the house and i pulled kelsey aside and i had a conversation with her and i said and i told her i was sorry because what i realized this time was when that reawoke and i revisited that feeling in that time was that I wasn't a good husband and she was alone trying to navigate that time, take care of our kids, right? Being pregnant, take care of me wondering what the heck's going on with me. You know, am I going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? And I'd never acknowledged that. If he had not said something, that may not have happened. But do, okay, so I, I'm and I'm I'm curious though. 
do you feel like what he may have triggered inside of you may have triggered more of a a a story that you told yourself that made you feel bad made you feel like wow i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't in a place to be good to her or be good but maybe in that season it was her it was her time to to be able to be the strong one maybe and, and, yeah absolutely carry things because i know i know i personally have realized that sometimes listening to other people's stories whether it be sitting at this table or sitting at a at a table at at a, at a, at a restaurant a lot of times i get triggered in ways that invoke things that i feel like i've healed from but it comes back with a new narrative a new story that is that that my mind starts to formulate that comes across a lot of times very negative it makes me feel really bad it makes me mm. feel like like i should be ashamed and maybe i should um like you know i i, I owe people a Apologies. I feel I I don't know. It just it hits me really hard to where I'm like, man, you were, and and a lot of times I recognize that the trigger and the story that came along with the trigger made it. They, at a, how would I say it? A lot of times they're just not true. Right. They're they're not there. There's no truth to it. But I didn't proof check them. I didn't I didn't go back and say, Rob, is that even true? There so there, so there you go, right? Like, and I think that was the, the the difference probably in this moment than probably maybe other moments was, you know, is that I did have that conversation with her, um, and you know she was grateful, and I'm glad I did because I, you know, I did, I wouldn't want to have to hold on to that and then it get worse, right? right. Because you know when you hold on to something like that, Ooh, it just percent. it just magnifies yeah. and gets Gross. worse and worse yeah, and worse. It's like a so I got it out, and <clears throat> and um, and that was great. Uh, but again, I mean, I don't think it would have happened had some other man not been willing to share, you know, uh, the season they were in. Ooh, right, right, right. You know, and that gave me that, that, okay, I need to, I feel like I need to do something. I don't want to hold on to this. I feel right. like I need to do something and, and say something. Um, and, and I think that's the, the, the again, going back to the, the men's groups, you know, I, I think there's a number of reasons you should do it. One. You know, there's the camaraderie aspect, you know, mm -hmm. being able to just be around other men. Um, you know, there's the aspect of learning. You know, I, that's why I originally was really intrigued is just to kind of learn more mm -hmm. um, and, and grow off of other people. But then there's those, sometimes there's those those really good moments right. where, you know, people share and you get to, you know, just learn and see from other people's experiences. Right. Um, and the, you know, and, and to take that in and then grow from that. Um, right. So, and honestly, you know, I, I, you know, the crazy thing is I tell people that's exactly what goes on at this table, you know, cause I know how there's maybe some men who don't have that community. They live somewhere where they're, they're not, they don't have the privilege of being able to get together with other men. But I feel like even the conversations we have here, God uses in a way to not only give him the glory, but allow certain things to be open certain doors to be open certain triggers to, to happen in men's lives that that almost allow them to get up from listening to these episodes and say i need to face that i need to go and talk to that person about that that just made me feel some type of way and i i can't leave this conversation that i was just a part of 
as I sat there and listened to these men talk, the same way that I walked into here and I sat down and listened mm. to this conversation. So it opens up a door, not just for the men that we can actually reach out and touch, but the men that are listening somewhere on the other side of the world that needed to hear your conversation and your vulnerability today to say, wow, I needed to hear that. That, that, and, and there's no way I may have ever sat down with Robbie or got to actually meet him, but he still touched me even though I was never in his presence. And, and, like. So I'll give you an example. So I listened to some of your podcasts. You know, we mentioned I listened to podcasts on my commutes. So I listened to yours, and I don't remember the, the gentleman's name, um, but in a motivational speaker guy, and he was going and saying some pretty good stuff. And I used some of his stuff with my son, mm. and it was the right time, right? The, the right message. And I, I took it and I probably rewound it like five times to make sure I could get it right. And I texted my son that so it would motivate him uh, because of the season, you know, some of the, the, the season he was in and some of the things he was going through with school and everything else. Um, and it's and it's truth, right? I mean, right. I wasn't in the room. Like I have, you know, this could have been recorded weeks ago. Right. Um, and but I listened to it at the right time. I heard the thing I needed. Right. And I was able to channel it to him. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. See that that that's and it's it's those moments where it's like God knows exactly what He's doing as He produces this show. As I was telling somebody recently, he he's the producer of this show. He 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 knows exactly what He's doing. Even when it comes to when I release episodes, it's like, well, God, I feel like I don't know how relevant this is. But it's like, what do you mean you don't know how relevant it is? It's it's it. You have to understand that one of these days. The conversation that happens today is going to touch somebody 20 years from now. Yeah. It's relevant now. As, as, as one of my mentors said one time, throw the raft out to them. They need it now. It may not sound perfect. It may not look perfect. It may not be perfect, but it's exactly what they need to hear right now. So with that said, I'm, I'm so glad you could join me today to be able to allow God to use you, but more importantly, say yes to what you probably said and thought to yourself, like, I listen to podcasts. I don't go on podcasts. Yeah. No, I, I look, I am, uh, I'm really glad that I did this. Um, it was a cool experience and I was definitely, um, uncomfortable stepping into this, but, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I did. Awesome. Well, I'm, 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 I'm so glad you did. And I, I, I'm sure there are going to be men who are going to truly be able to be blessed by this conversation, as well as so many of the other conversations that have, that have been had at this table and, and, and online. So I appreciate you joining me today. Um, I appreciate all my, my guests for listening in today and um, just, just sitting with us and truly being able to um, experience almost like your own community, because this is your community. This, I, I want people to feel like they can come here and get those, those fire pit talks, those conversations that they want to have with other men. And maybe that will open the door for you to find your own uh, community of, of men that you can actually share your story with. Um, and, and as I tell people, I love to hear other people's stories. I love for people to inbox me and just kind of like tell me how this has been a blessing. That That's something that truly, you know, a lot of people say, well, who are your sponsors? My sponsors are the people who reach out and let me know that this has truly touched their life.
that that is what sponsors and keeps this podcast going and so i appreciate that um i look forward to uh definitely continued conversation with you robbie in the future um as as we are definitely in kind of the same church community at all and i i look forward to uh future conversations and all and glad you guys could join today um always want to thank my son and everybody that helps me produce this um and uh that's it hey you guys be blessed thank you so much for joining